My people, my people, hello, welcome to the Racing Family Show. We're going to invite our guy, Christopher Wheeler, to co-host Allie and Alex and Amy and Jamie and Steve and Lawrence and Caleb and Ryan and Dayan and everybody else. How y'all doing? Kyle Sagan, no way, Matt Arpaletta. Uh, we got the cookie lady here. I mean, uh, we got our guy, Oscar Love. Peter, how you doing? Oh, boy. Uh, hey, Christopher Wheeler. How you doing there, guy? Hey, Marshall Pruitt. How are you, guy? I'm, uh, I'm good. Uh, we might have to keep this one a little bit compact just because I'm on one of them aeroplanes tomorrow. And I still got a lot of work to do, and I don't want to spend the whole night working. So, uh, well, that that sounds silly. Like your job is to literally sacrifice everything in your life so somebody can read some fancy words and then disagree with them, and then talk shit about it. <clears throat> well, uh, oh wait, never mind. That's what people think. Yes, take as much time as you need to get ready for this trip. No way. We got. Do we have the guy? Do we have the guy? I told you. I told you a win would get him here. What the uh, we you know we have to remove the tag Wheeler, Kyle M Kirkwood, aka Emo Kirk, no longer the unofficial third member of the racing family he's show. Back, ladies and gentlemen, he, he's official now, right? I mean, that one win at Long Beach, eh, eh, two-time race winner. He's got to be official now, right? Uh, with the power invested in me by Twitter, or <laughs> X, or whatever it's called, Kyle, welcome as the official, official second co-host. Oh, man. What an honor. What an honor. You're... Am I second to you, though? Yeah. I'm or, sorry. Or are we equal? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you've got to go to victory lane four more times in IndyCar, and then, then you're above me. I've been to victory lane zero yours, times yours carry zero weight as a driver compared to a spotter they're just they're just trips we're, at, we're equal in that chris at what point were you shoehorned into a indy car <laughs> no i'm saying it's equal parts here victory <laughs> lane's victory lane doesn't matter how i got there copy that see i think i'm actually the third uh member here because <laughs> my best finish ever as a crew member i think was second so i've never like i've never been part of a IndyCar win, so I think. Uh, but granted, Kirk, I mean, the six wins, but not driving, that doesn't equal two driving IndyCar wins, right? Yeah. I think you're P1 here, buddy. I feel like I'm P1, but As you uh, should. Chris, Chris, well, likes to I don't make, know. I don't uh, wins up just like he does with his golf game. Hey, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie here. I, I still don't really know how it happened. But we're gonna give you the win here, just like you took the win on Sunday. At <laughs> I'm still like I haven't had the the mental capacity to go back and re- rewatch the race to to work it out backwards. But well played. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it, re- it honestly wasn't much of me. It was mostly Brian and, and strategy call. I mean, like the the strategy call to pick the primaries to start on. We were the second car and and on that strategy. So that was solid. And, um, he played the cards right on, on when to pit and when to push and, yeah. and it, it all, it all worked out. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and shut that down right here. Who, who I was, love me who some was, Brian Herta and he is amazing. And he was, a, 
he's a huge part of many victories, but good old Brian Herta wasn't turning that steering wheel or conserving fuel or making sure you didn't burn the tires off. And I say that because, hey, you had people who were trying to catch you who had to do those same things and didn't do them as well. And they burned their tires off and they didn't save enough fuel. So Brian Herta, big thumbs up, awesome, amazing. But I had some other people right after the race on social media doing the whole, oh, this was a Brian Herta win, not a Kirkwood win. And I'm like, yeah, but we're going to go ahead and not do that because this kid just proved with a great strategy call, nonetheless, but this kid wasn't able to just cruise. He had to do a number of complex things at the highest level and aced every single test. So we're just going to stop you there and say no. This was a Kyle Kirkwood and Brian Herta win. So there you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I'll, I'll let that one slide. <laughs> so does the second one, Kyle, give you any sense of validation from the first one? I know you didn't maybe need it. We didn't need you to have it. But just the general game of this, of what we do, do you think the second one in, in this season alone is like, that's right, I'm here? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I mean, it kind of it kind of proves that it's not just a fluke thing, um, which which is nice, right? It's not like uh, he he won one race because he just had a, a rocket ship ship of a race car. Um, whereas Nashville, I mean, we we were fast, but we weren't like the absolute fastest all weekend long, like we were at Long Beach or a couple of the other street courses. So, um, no, it is nice. I mean, it's not it's not as as emotional as the first win was, right? Like with everything that I've done from uh, carding all the way through cars, like weighing on that one win, like actually feeling like validation from that. Um, it was more just like, okay, like, yeah, we're here to play, you know, it's uh, we're going to continue this trait. That's pretty dope. Were, were your parents there this weekend? They were. Yeah. They made it out to it. So they finally got to see you win one now. Yeah. 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 No, they were, they were super happy that they came out. I was going to say, if they were in Florida and you won Nashville, they weren't allowed to come back at all. Yeah, no, Coach Cam was there and Peggy was there. Coach is a legend. (laughs) Hey, so I need to take a moment of the show here brought to us by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, TorontoMotorsports.com, and Discount Tire. And I need to run through a little list for you, Mr. Uh, Kirk M. Kirkwood, a.k.a. Emo Kirk. With your second win, you have now moved ahead of, here's just some of the names on the all-time IndyCar winners list. Uh, If we're talking about those who've won one race, you're now moved ahead of them on that list. Uh, Why don't we go with Peter Revson, uh, Graham Hill, uh, Bill Vukovic II, the beloved and late John Andretti had a single win. Uh, Gilles Villeneuve's brother, Jacques Villeneuve, had one win. Poncho Carter, right? A one win. Uh, who else? Uh, Alex Tagliani. Oriel Servia. Uh, let's see, who else? Renus VK, among the current drivers. You're now twice as good i think we can say with that second win <laughs> christian lungard one win right again this year too and that kid look that kid's gonna have more than one win uh soon uh renus vk felix rosenquist here's one dear to my heart grumpy cat carlos huertas right carlos munoz charlie kimball you're now ahead of danica patrick 
on the all-time win list, uh, Buzz Calkin, Sam Schmidt, uh, and Gaston Chevrolet, man. I mean, but let's be fair, Gaston Chevrolet got a pretty cool win. It wasn't bad, and he has, but he hasn't really followed it up since. So we gotta try and get him on the show to talk about that. <laughs> um, but let's let's just talk about some who you're now equal with on two wins. Louis Chevrolet, right? Mark Donahue is next ahead. As soon as you get your third, you'll be equal with Mark Donahue, which is incredible. Also, Indy 500 winner. Uh, Robbie Buell, Thomas Schechter, Scott Pruitt had two wins. Uh, Marco Andretti, one of your teammates, right? Two IndyCar wins. You're tied with him. Christian Fittipaldi, uh, Michel Jourdain Jr., Robbie Gordon. I mean, I'm just saying, dude. Like, those, are, those are some pretty big names. Two wins, I know. You, you know, folks might be like, all right, whatever. You're not even done with your second season in IndyCar yet. But, like, Ed Carpenter's got three, okay? He's next. You're going to take down Tony Stewart. Uh, Scott McLaughlin's only got four. You could catch him by the end of the season. What has that guy ever done? Um, <laughs> uh, Pato? I'm just saying, dude, you catch another win or two here, you're in some pretty remarkable territory. So, we, you know, you know we love you, but also... For anybody who thought, like, oh, he got one win, whatever. Like, no, Long Beach was great, but that was just the first of many. And two other quick things. First of all, I'll bring them, but I don't think you need the uh, Cartoon Anvil protection stickers anymore. I think we've cleared that one off. Somehow, uh, somehow. I owe you a really good beer, because sadly I was unable to be there and for us to do our post-race victory uh, beer like we did in Long Beach, but I owe you one, so that's all This I is true. This is true. Well, that's that's cool that you searched all that stuff up. I, I, I wouldn't have guessed a handful of those for sure. That's right. Suck it, Chevrolet. Uh, <laughs> this guy this guy is coming for you. So, Wheeler, uh, what else stood out other than it was a squishy shoes event in Nashville because it rained a ton? And then it was also a I am drenched from head to toe from pure heat and humidity event. Um, you know, for me, I, I it was one of my more enjoyable Nashville trips. I think, yeah, it was warm. Yeah, the humidity was high. Like, it sucks. But you're in the Midwest in the middle of the summer. Like, what do you, what do you expect, right? It's like expecting to go to Florida and not see a bug. So, I don't know. I, I didn't mind a lot of it. I, I was disappointed in some of the stuff. Um I really thought, like, man, we should have found a way to qualify uh, Indy Lights. Like, that bummed me out for them to fall back on points. Um, so that that disappointed me. I think uh, that's the, the second year in a row that they've done that. Is it? the same thing happened last year. I think it rained last year, and we had, like, a major thunderstorm come in, and they couldn't qualify again, and they started on points. Yeah, and it's just like, man, it just it's a bummer because I think that's the second year in a row there's been a driver who's been dominant. There's been a couple drivers at the top of each practice session, and then they get to qualifying, and they don't get to do it. Goes to points, and then everybody kind of stands and stays where they're at. Yeah. Um, so that's disappointing, especially this late in the year with the points battle being so close. Um, I don't know. I, I think stadium super trucks are cool, but it's kind of like man, we hadn't seen them in a while, and I don't really know if I missed them. Kyle, did you catch any of that? I, I didn't watch a single minute of it, if I'm being honest. Um. I would like to see you in one of those. I think that'd be kind of cool. 
Uh, hope, hopefully uh, not for a long time because I don't think Michael will allow me to get him one. That, you know, that probably checks out. Um, did you get a chance to watch? Here's a big one. Did you get a chance to watch the Trans Am race? I caught a few glimpses of it and I was rooting for my boy, Connor Zilich, who I think <sighs> drove through the it. field. Dead right? last. So he qualified on the pole. They sent him to the tail for something. And he just he blitzed him, just drove right yeah. through him and dominated like he does. And I, it, it was just yet another impressive step for Zilich. I was pumped for him. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's one of the kids that grew up in karting, like around, around us, right? I remember a funny story actually about him. His, his nickname was Flipper. And that was because the first three races, I think it was, that he showed up to a Cal Grand Prix for a local event. He flipped every weekend, and I think oh. like the first first weekend oh, he broke his arm. The next weekend he broke his collarbone, and then the third he didn't get injured and raced and like finished third or something. Um, so he was a good driver, but he just kept flipping. So his nickname was always Flipper, and he had a cartoon character of a dead dolphin on the side oh, of his geez. of his cart, I believe. I remember something, that. Like I remember that. those those days. Yeah, yeah, and now he's an epic uh, Trans Am driver. He's got everyone under the sun looking at him, trying to get him to sign a contract. So MX five uh, too, right? Isn't he? Like, so he he dominates MX five when he runs it. He's doing Trans Am for points, though. I think, and, and I'll be honest, I will go on the record and say it: like anything, Indy lights down. Um, that's not fair. Indy Pro down level. Um, I gotta say, like he's to me, he's one of those highest-rated American young drivers that has yet to be really gone down a select a, a direct path. I oh, rate j- just got the email after, two seconds after you said that. Just got the email. Zach Brown has signed him. Uh, well, to an isn't F1 he locked? Contract. I think he's locked in by Hendrick. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I yeah, believe that's like a public. That's a public thing. That yeah, I haven't heard. I haven't heard recently. I know everybody and their mom was trying to give the guy a contract. Yeah, I think a couple years ago, Hendrick good. locked him down. He's so good, but he's young. How old is he now? I don't even think he has his license yet. Does he? No, come on, no, he's older than that. He's he's seventeen, I, I believe, or eighteen. I don't know. He's pretty good though. I'll give him, give him that. Um, what else? What else was there this weekend? Um. SRO uh, was cool. G- yeah, GTs. Yep, SRO was cool. Mamo Gidley was rolling pretty good. Got a couple podiums. Like I liked watching him, seeing him there. And the um, the the TRD Cup was there. That's cool. Like having having a series like that in their first year at what I think is a bigger event for the IndyCar calendar. That's a GR86 that you're talking about, right? Yeah. 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 Wicked cool to see that. And Kurt Busch was actually there kind of on the TRD side with it. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, wild. I, I didn't see him. I saw. I saw. There's few influential people that I was like, I had no idea that they're even there until like today. So, well, I didn't see you there, so that maybe that's why you thought that. Hey, stop it! Stop it, uh, <laughs> Kirk, Kirk. Tell us about this win for you in terms of just the feeling within Andretti Autosport. Right? We know you look. The team could have won three, four, five races this year, right? Romain obviously has had uh, a couple opportunities to win. Hasn't exactly panned out for him yet, but the potential was there, right? 
We know Colton has been in position where win was was possible. So the team could have more than just the two you've earned, but just at least looking at Michael and Victory Lane on the broadcast and such, man, he was smiling as wide as, as I've ever seen, along with a lot of other folks. What, what was the vibe afterwards? Because I know there's a feeling that you should have more, but there certainly seemed to be a, a, a sign of relief, like, okay, we got another one. Yeah, I mean, definitely a, real, a little bit of relief, right? We've had so many races that we feel like we, we should have won. Um, and it was just like, man, what, why do we keep running into things, you know, or, or something bad happens or um, or there's an, an error in a pit stop, whatever it might be. Um, we feel like we're just like just keep getting shot in the foot um, trying to win some of these races that we know we can win. And it, I mean, it, yeah, it was a little bit of a relief, right? It def- definitely was because I felt like at Toronto and Detroit, we were, we were dominant. We, we could, we should have won that those races with flying colors. And honestly, you showed up to Nashville and we're like, man, we're not exactly the fastest car here, which, which was a, a little bit of a surprise. I would say like right, right out of the gate. Um, I assumed that our, our pace was going to be just as fast as Detroit or, or Toronto, where it seemed like we were kind of lights out. Um, so, but I mean, our race car was, was phenomenal. We, we didn't have the single lap pace that we did at some of the street courses, but our, but our, uh, race car was great. So I would much rather have a perfect race car than, than a perfect qualifying car. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, within the team, the, or, the, or has always been strong. It's everyone's been excited, especially after the first win, right? After Long Beach, everyone kind of knew that we're, we're a race, winning caliber crew and and team um so that's kind of what we've been striving for and i think the the team has been just thrilled with with, uh kind of our performance this year even though we haven't gotten some of the finishes that i think we deserve they're still thrilled with it because we're showing potential every weekend we're showing that we're contenders every weekend we're not kind of sitting in that oh are we going to get in the top 10 are we going to get in the top five range we're like no no we're, we're here to win a race you know and um at least there, there's that going for us and there's that, that push behind us because we're always going for wins, you know, so we're always striving for greatness, which, which is always a lot of fun. Um, and, and to finally get it this weekend, it's, it, it was great. I was so hoping to see the Victory Lane celebrations turn into a, a Montgomery boat dock kind of, uh, kind of deal because um, I can tell you those photos and memes are pretty much the only thing I've seen for the last 48 plus hours. So... Uh, I I haven't seen I haven't seen a single one. No, come on. Oh. I I don't even know what you're talking about. If I'm being honest. Okay, yeah, there was a bit of a a throwdown uh, at yeah uh, last weekend in Alabama, and uh, yeah, uh, it was wild. It looked like a WWE cage match, but real life and people on a dock just going nuts. There was even a chair being used uh, WWE style upside some people's heads. So. Dude, like, oh, I saw wow. that. I saw that earlier and had no idea what it was, and didn't have my volume on at all. I was just scrolling through Instagram and I saw a clip of it, and I literally watched it for five, six minutes with no volume, which led to an hour and a half of investigation work. <laughs> there was a kid who uh, was part of the general boat dock staff who swam from one dock to the other to get in on this fight. And the, of all the nicknames he was given afterwards, my favorite one was Scuba Gooding Jr. Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I don't know if it's like 
you're all about success, so just stick with that, uh, Kirk. But like, if you're looking for a rabbit hole to go down, oh lord, this is one of so, them. But, um, Kyle, on a slightly serious note, if you look at the Andretti Enterprise globally, everything that's going on, Andretti Global. Andre, thank you for that. Andretti Worldwide global. prestige. That's what it is. Andretti Global. Yes. I so think. if you look at that, though, in all the different series, you're now, to my knowledge, you're now tied for the most wins this season in the organization with Jake Dennis. Did he have two? He had two wins in Formula E. You've got two in the headlining series. You, can you get one more in, in your first year in IndyCar with the series lead as global efforts? Oh, I mean, I think so. I, I think we're going to have potential at some places. Like, hell, we might have potential this weekend. You, you never really know with any GP. Last year, Alex was super dominant in the second race. So, uh, fingers crossed it's like that again. But who knows? We we didn't feel like we were dominant at the beginning of the year. So, I kind of want to put out a bounty for anybody who can beat Joseph at Gateway. Like, just knock the oval guy off the pedestal. Like, I'll give you six grilled cheeses and a free chicken. Did, did someone see? Did anyone see Colton's tweet? From uh, a couple weeks ago, where Joe says, "Like screaming, you like that?" Like after after winning Iowa, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He's like me me after uh, chopping <laughs> chopping Joseph at Gateway. <laughs> wow, we're uh, we got Kirk Cousins energy going on here in IndyCar. Uh, that scares <laughs> me a little bit, but uh, yeah, there, there's nothing like a good uh, good application of you like that. Uh, Mr. Wheeler, <laughs> where uh, where else should we go here? Uh, I don't have a lot of time left, unfortunately, but I can tell you, uh, eh, I'll make an admission here, and it might not seem like it, but I hate silly season. I really do. Like I, I realize, I, I thought I covered it last week. It's only silly because the owners do it to themselves. Well, and I say that in all seriousness, it's a part of my job where I got to cover this, and I guess I'm fortunate that. Folks seem, yeah, I tend to hear a lot of stuff. A lot of it never sees the light of day because some, you know, a lot of it's nonsense. But I filed a 3,000 plus word, super in depth, team by team, silly season thing, like for last, I don't know, Thursday or Friday. And no joke, woke up this morning and I'm like, just turn everything I wrote upside down. <laughs> like, th- black is white, up is down, cats are dogs. Like, it's all changed in a matter of days. Now, I'm not saying everything that I have learned about has changed. Some of these things could have been in motion for a while and have only are starting to come to the surface. But I can just tell you, like, I'm sitting here going, oh, man, I really do not want to have to file back-to-back silly season stories two weeks in a row. But I don't know if I'd be doing my job if I didn't. And we won't get... Uh, we'll save some of this stuff for, I don't know, maybe this weekend or next weekend, next week when we do the next episode. But legitimately, um, I'm having to just go, hey, you know that thing that I said couldn't happen? Okay, yeah, that that's actually happening. You know this thing over here where I said, like, you know, I didn't tell you, but the reason I wrote this thing that said this is the direction it's going to go, it's because someone who makes that decision told me that's the direction it's going to go. Well, it's now going in a totally different direction that they never said to anticipate. So, but I can't can share you, that with you. Can you or can you not confirm my silly season prediction of last week, which was Kyle Kirkwood is going to drive for Able Motorsports with Team Penske next year? 
Kirk, should we? I mean, you've told me to sit on this for a while now. So, I mean, um, dra- it's, it, and it's technically going to be able with dragon speed with Penske. Able, per- able dragon. Peretta Top Gun. That's the, the full name. Um, oh, my Lanta. But I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know if I want to, we'll keep that to ourselves. Uh, but anyways. Yeah, I, I'd appreciate if you don't announce that one now. All right, you're going to keep that on the download here. <laughs> uh wheeler but yeah um i i don't know if we're gonna get anything this weekend i don't know if we're gonna see any or leading into the event or whatever i don't know if we're gonna see any of the existing drivers any announcements that they're either staying where they're at or going somewhere else i don't know if we're gonna see that there is an announcement on friday which we're looking forward to i've already written most of that so we will, by the end of Friday, we will have... An announcement from who? Or where? Meyer Shank Racing has oh, okay. a slot on Friday, which is now publicly known, uh, where they will be making an announcement. And uh, it's a cool one. It's a cool one on many levels. Like, I really smiled a lot. So, got that more or less written. We're going to have one of the many seat silly season question marks answered with definition uh, on Friday. But if we're just talking about some of the bigger names, the, uh, the Pelos, the Ericsson's, the Rosenquists, the Quists on top of Quists and you name it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have any definition on that stuff by the end of this week, but man, there's a lot of stuff moving around. I, I have, not made any decisions yet um, as far as changing and going to a different show. For you are taking your talents to the uh, racing uh, racing spaces show. Is that it? Did Bozy tempt you over with with offers of pie and, and ice cream and taquitos? It was the biscuits. The, Does almost, Bozy almost still have a show? Uh, it's a quarterly show. It's like my corporate taxes. Huh. They just they drop in once a quarter. They do cool updates and they bail. But I've uh, not made my decision yet. Well, same here. I I might leave my own show. Uh, Kirk, could you start one? Like I could be your number three, right? I could be your uh, I could be your guy on occasion. Very true. Um, I, to which I he will says, have to "Get back to you." Yeah, that. oh yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I'll wait. This is a great non-racing question in theory. Kirkwood, if you were to start your own podcast, like a full tilt, you've got sponsors, there's production, it's your whole deal, you can almost pick anybody within reason in the world. Like The Rock's not going to come do it with you, but Kenny Powers might type thing. Um, Who do you pick? Someone to come do a podcast with me. Yeah, like they're going to be on a show. It's you and them every week. It doesn't have to be racing. It's just it's the Kyle and Blank show, and it's a full production deal. It's it's dope. It's selling merch. It's I mean social media. Oh, you mean it, like someone someone that I talk to every time? Yeah, you got a co-host. Who's the Kirk Kirkwood podcast co-host? Who's your wing person? Man. Kyle, a, uh, Kyle Sagan's raising his hand there, by the way. I think I think he's got a question. Uh, not come on, Kyle. You, you want to do it with me? Let's see what he's got. 
Oh, he's screaming that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know, man. That's a that's a tough one. Here's the Anywhere. thing that I appreciate about you, though, Kyle. You, <laughs> how do I say this without sounding like a jerk to too many other drivers? I don't think this would ever happen for one reason. You have a life. This, like this is, this is true. You would rather be out in the water casting a line or surfing or buying rental properties and you name it. Um doing uh kirk m kirkwood things but like again i'm not saying others don't have lives but they maybe have a little bit more free time you are not a child who was raised to ever have free time you either gone to school been carting moving up the road to indy winning everything in sight uh or fully living your best life in and out uh in the world and so the idea of you like having this highly regimented go sit in the basement and turn on everything and do the thing with the co-host and then edit it or whatever, whatever. Hey, it, Hey, check out this week's episode where we talk to a person about a thing. Like I'm not saying you could do it. It just doesn't seem to fit who you are. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't ever foresee myself doing a podcast. Would ta- definitely take out of my fishing and surfing time. Well, Mar- uh, Marshall, I appreciate you telling the world I don't have a life. That's. <laughs> I mean, uh, cheating at I, cheating at golf it, doesn't really qualify. Uh, so I appreciate the time you spent here. Gave me a lot of time to think about it, and from from your your whole shabil there, and I I think I would go with with two, and, and this is me being honest. I would love I'd love to sit down with Chris. We always have great conversations. I think if you're in in person, podcasts are, are usually a lot better too. Um, being face to face with someone, or or Jonathan George. If I'm if I'm being completely honest, that's I'm here for and it. That, not to leave you out, Marshall. Not to leave you out, but oh, I mean, no, I'm here to leave for you out. Like other than to just old. not say your name at all, but not to leave you out. No, it's okay. I see. You like. I see how it is. I just published my one thousand four hundred twenty ninth podcast yesterday. Well, that's okay. With, you know, it's all good. Why would you think of me? So we have uh, a good producer. <laughs> uh, I'm being promoted to freaking producer on my own show. Wow, shots triple fired here. Hey, hey, before I, don't I forget, disagree, our friends. I don't disagree. It's all. I mean, you've got. There's no disagreement here whatsoever. Um, hey, Wheeler, should we uh, invite some folks to uh, to throw in a question or two for IndyCars? Most recent race winner and and welcome uh, back. I think Kirk to the top ten in the championship. You had to be in the top ten for sure after Long Beach, but um, welcome back. By the way, you're now and it's only by like five points, I think. But you're now also <laughs> leading the leading Andretti driver in the championship too. I know that Colton had a terrible Sunday, and you know it's not as if based on talent potential he should be down in tenth, but. You are indeed uh, leading the team's hopes in the championship too. So, congrats! But yeah, should we invite that. some more, some more folks to connect with our guy? Well, we did invite Peter. Is here first, and Peter, unmute yourself, buddy. Welcome to the Racing Family Show. Good evening, Marshall. Good evening, Chris. Uh, Kyle, 
Good evening. And uh, while it does take a village, uh, please do not hesitate to take your fair share of credit for the win on uh, Sunday. That that was uh, that was a proper victory and great job on the restart. You just absolutely checked out on everybody. I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, it, Peter. So after the first two years in Nashville, where half the race uh, was seemingly run under caution uh kudos to all the drivers uh to indycar and to the city of nashville uh that was the race they needed yes there were some incidents but at no point did i see that absolute giant wtf moment uh where you you have to question what somebody was thinking so um good job this weekend and uh, nice to see the race moving to uh a season end um my question marshall at the risk uh, of you tipping your hand, and hopefully you don't tip your hand or someone else's hand entirely. Linus Lundqvist, how great was that debut, and uh, how much sillier does he make the silly season uh, going forward? You know, that was something I wanted to ask you about, Kyle, as well, because granted, you were busy doing your job and winning the race, so you didn't exactly get to observe Linus's debut uh, firsthand the whole time, but uh, yeah, I, among the many things I'm happy for uh, coming out of Nashville, one of them for sure after uh, Kyle getting another win, uh, was happy for Roma to have a good race, a really good race, and coming out of a good uh, Iowa as well, right? He went through a brutal stretch, but the last three races for him uh, have been pretty darn, pretty darn solid. I was very happy for him. I thought Marcus Erickson did a heck of a job going from 20th to, what was it, 7th or something like that. I mean, I know he needed more points than that to help keep things closer to below in the championship, but uh, Marcus obviously improving 13 positions was a pretty big deal. Um, There were a number of drivers who did some impressive things, but I don't know if any of them beyond Kyle uh, I'd say P2 on that most impressive list for sure was our guy, Linus Lundqvist, who was supposed to join us tonight. And I even sent him the link. So uh, that might be his first failure that I can think of here. Um, here's the big deal. Everybody knew he was good based on how he just mollywopped everybody in Indy Lights last year. But until you see it, somebody in an Indy car, it's really hard to say, yep, you're my person. I'm signing you up, giving you money and go race my car for a long time. Um, Granted, obviously, our guy, Mr. Kirkwood here, uh, didn't exactly have a whole bunch of IndyCar races under his belt before he went to Floyd, but based on what he did, winning everything possible on the way there, it was pretty clear that this guy was a mercurial talent. I think with Linus, it was a case of folks going, well, it'd just be good to see, and then we can properly judge us where we place you on the depth chart for the silly season. And exactly, Peter, this guy, I think, had a lot of folks go, okay, (laughs) we need to move you much higher on the list. I'm not saying he's jumped above the Ericsons and Rosenquists and otherwise, but I do think this kid is now being taken in a far more serious uh, capacity than he was before because it was no joke. This wasn't a fluky thing that allowed him to qualify 11th and run extremely well the entire time. Made a mistake, crashed, but I talked to Shank after the race. He wasn't mad at all. 
I was shocked. I was really surprised. I thought he was going to be bummed. He was like, look, Dixon did it the day before. Did the same exact thing. So uh, we're not tearing down a six-time champ for making that mistake. I'm not going to get mad at this kid. So uh, do I think he has a decent chance of getting the call back to Shank for Gateway? Uh, the ne- the next race after the Indy Road Course, if Simon is unable to go, yeah, and Portland, and you know, I think they've found someone that they can not only trust to step in for Simon, and I don't mean they didn't trust Blomqvist or Connor. I'm just saying he's someone that has really clearly intrigued them and some others, Peter. And where I think this is the thing that cannot be undersold. This team has just had their head down, felt like hell, depressed since Simon's crash, right? The results haven't been there so much. Um, this kid was just a shot of electricity, of, of possibility and energy. And hey, it's been a long time since we were competitive, and this kid has woken that up. And we don't need to hang our heads. We have a real reason to expect something good to happen because nothing but bad things have been happening. So so a lot of little subplots in there, Peter, where whether it's with Shank or with another team that's looking at making driver changes next year, potentially. I'm not saying that Linus is now P1 on those teams, but I think he is now in a much more serious place of consideration since everyone saw, Hey, he's, he's a pretty serious operator. If he can replicate that this weekend, I don't, I don't know if he has to make the fast 12 again. That'd be amazing if he could, but I think if he just flirts around that 10th, 11th, 12th area and can finish the race and still be, you know, there, thereabouts, we're not talking about a Ganassi car. We're not talking about a Penske car. We're talking about a Meyershank team. That's, struggled this year if he can still be top half of the field uh, i think that goes even farther for folks to realize Ooh, this kid's pretty fearsome so uh, he earned himself some money last weekend with a a solid run this coming weekend which is his only guaranteed race left on the calendar Um, i think he can earn himself some more money for the future if he has a similar uh, performance level and gets to the finish what did you think, by the way, Kyle, just looking back at uh, what Linus was able to do? I mean, I, I wasn't going to top your answer there. I, I, I thought that answer was phenomenal. Dude, uh, I, was, I was ready to talk about Gateway because you just wanted, like, said everything that needed to be said. Yeah, man. Wow. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll give you, a, like, my personal firsthand experience since we have the technical alliance, right? We, we were sharing data and everything. And, man, first session out, he's he's on par with Colton and I um, and Roman. So, Jeez. Um, I, I was, I was, yeah, it, it was, um, honestly, it was to be expected, um, from, from me at least. Cause I raced against him a couple of years ago. Right. Um, I figured he'd step in and, and be phenomenal. So, uh, hats off to him. Kudos to him. He, he did, he did a great job. I mean, it was very unfortunate what happened, um, in the race. I talked to James Hinchcliffe about it. I actually did, haven't seen it yet, but he was like, man, I saw the absolute smallest moment from him and he just had a little snap and ended up in the, in the wall. So that, that's super unfortunate to him and stuff like that happens late in, in car races when you have so much marbles. Right. Um, 
so I mean, first firsthand from from my point of view, he did everything right. Um, looking at data and looking at his performance on track. Awesome. The other thing too is I didn't learn about this till after the race, but uh, yeah, did a little story today about roasted Swede. Every the the overhead air scoop broke off like the first ten or twelve laps. It knocked off the cooling hose to his helmet when it went backwards. So he had didn't have that, and I realize that this isn't making the car, the cockpit cold. But he had the overhead air scoop was gone. On its way back, it knocked off the the hose to his helmet, so there was no cooling to his helmet. And about three laps later, his drink system or the hose to his the drink bottle failed or broke. So he had no nothing to drink for you know the 75 percent of the race. And then the team asked him to turn off the cool suit with 30 laps left to go. And I, I said to him, I'm like, did you piss him off, man? Because, like, they're clearly trying to bake you inside the car. I'm like, This is yeah. Rosenquist, right? No, this is Linus. Oh, this happened to Linus. Yeah, yeah. Linus did the majority of the race with no overhead air scoop, no air tube inside his helmet, no drink tube. And then again, with thirty laps to go, they had told him to turn off the uh, the cool shirt system as well. And I'm like, man, they really wanted to see if you had it, you know? Huh. I mean, <laughs> baptism by fire, literally so, brutal. I got to give a couple shout outs here, guys, for some success over the weekend at Nashville. Caitlin's in the chat. That's obviously she's the reason that Joseph did as well as he did. Hundred um, percent. It's, it's Sagan. Sagan is all the credit due for and yet again these two amazing IndyCar tire changers are positioned Adam, right next to each other in the in uh, the show. I love this. Adam was clearly coaching Scott McLaughlin. That's why he was so fast on the radio. Totally. Um, Malukas had terrible luck because Mike Marini. We got to know that. It obviously, that. Mike Marini's fault. hundred percent. And Erickson would have been nobody if it wasn't for Taylor's strategy. So. And they're all here listening, so they all get the credit. Yeah, Taylor, uh, Taylor, good job there. Patrick Lanigan, uh, we need to give him credit for sure. I mean, I realize that Lundgaard, you know, finished ninth and for no other reason but than our guy Patrick Lanigan. And hey, hey, there's someone else we need to give credit to above all those numpties you just mentioned. Oh, boy. That's our pal, Indy Amy, who's celebrating a birthday this very moment. And is spending some of her birthday with us. So uh, if you haven't, at Indy underscore Amy, A-I-M-E-E, follow her, shower her with love. She deserves every single bit of it. Nailed it. Um, I was going to give a shout out to Graham Rahal. Because he broke front wing on like lap four. Never changed it. And hustled his patootie off and did a phenomenal job with that thing banging on the ground for the entire race. So, Did we just have the first ever instance of patootie inserted into the <laughs> Racing Family show? Kirk, Like, you're, look at what you're doing. Already, now that we've inducted you as the formal third member of the show, look at the changes that are already happening that you're bringing to the show. We got patootie here. Patootie. Patootie wow. with a P or with a B? With a P, for sure. I, and I think Wheeler has it tattooed somewhere on his body, too. <laughs> um, I want to apologize to everybody at home also. I had a tooth extracted last week. I still got some gauze. And apparently I sound like Mike Tyson to those of you at home. So for those of you that are texting me and telling me <laughs> this, I want do. to apologize. 
We are falling apart, but that's okay. We always fall apart. Hey, you know uh, who isn't falling apart? That would be our our extra quadruple pal, Alex Williams. You got to unmute yourself there, pal, and tell us how you're doing. And uh, say hi to our our friend, uh, Mr. Kirkwood, who's pretty good at winning them IndyCar races. Good evening. I don't know if I'm the one to call not falling apart this evening because uh, I had physical therapy yesterday. For my knee and uh we changed one of my exercises we were doing the toe raises on the shuttle and they upped me to all five of the because there's like five different levels and they just stuck me on level five and i have barely been able to walk today so i think we're all falling apart tonight well we're just going to call you level five motorsports and uh we'll just leave that right there level five alex Ooh, i like that so, uh, so, first question, because I've been keeping track of a lot of data recently, simply for fun, all IndyCar data, uh, based on what they put up on the website. And thus far, because I've been keeping track of penalties, there are three cars who are tied for the most penalties in a race. That would be Benjamin Peterson, Stingray Rob. And our newly christened third co-host, Kyle Kirkwood. Wow. You're just you're a, you're foul, Kirkwood. In a single race or all the races? Because I've gotten a lot of penalties this year, yes. <laughs> uh, combined so far. I haven't counted in, like, practices or anything oh, okay. yet either. Yeah, yeah. So how are so we feeling about that? Penalties. Honestly, no, I'm not happy about them. I think both every single one of them, except for one of them, I agreed with. That's fair. So maybe as you would as a driver, (laughs) but (laughs) so is this a new championship thing? I need to talk to IndyCar about because you know drivers' championship, entrance champion, like you know manufacturers, those are pretty normal. Uh, Penalty championship that could be sponsored by us, Marshall. Yeah, yeah. If you're running foul. You're winning. That could be definitely sponsored by the racing family. I mean, I think that's our best option. It does, it does feel like a penalty sometimes being here, so I apologize for that. Um, hey, Ryan Caminiti, you're up next as we, uh, uh, we're starting to downshift here. We're almost going to kick the show to neutral, but you got to have our guy, uh, good old Caminiti, weigh in here with something. Gotcha. So, good evening, gentlemen, and Chris Wheeler. Um, so, <laughs> uh, what a nice weekend of motorsports had a, you know, great race up in road America and, uh, then followed up with some, some street racing IndyCar. uh, all the IMSA GTP hybrid goodness had me thinking of a question, which is haven't really heard much on the old 2.2 liter turbo V6 hybrid for IndyCars lately. I wonder if there's any any movement there. And uh, also a little bit of warning for you guys. I am actively looking for the new French's Mustard flavored Skittles for this weekend. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. (laughs) What is wrong with you, Caminiti? A lot of things, my friend. All right. Um, uh, Yeah. Uh, I may or may not be possibly staying over in Indy next week. 
uh, after the race. And there may be a reason for that that is related to the first question that you asked. So, uh, more on that. But uh, I'm currently of the understanding that things are moving in a positive direction. And stay tuned. On the GTP side, I actually wanted to throw that one to good old uh, Kirk J. Kirkwood here. Um, Hey, that team you drive for is now centrally involved in IMSA through the partnership alliance and whatever you should call it with Wayne Taylor Racing. And they are going to be running two of them Acura ARX 06 GTP hybrid machines next year. Would would I be silly to suggest that if you haven't already, you should knock on Michael's door and say hi? I'm a, I'm pretty good at driving them sporty cars too, and you know if uh, an opportunity were to arise, I can think of a pretty cool way to spend like 24 hours in uh, January and like 12 in March. Like, have you uh, knocked on the door and kind of put your name in the the GTP car hat for next year? Um. No, actually, I haven't. Um, what is wrong I mean, with you? Come on. I, I, I probably should talk to him about it, but um, you know, I actually need to. I, I need to ask him about that. But, uh, but honestly, I'm I'm really happy with with running with Bachelor Sullivan. Um, of course. I, I think I think that program is so much fun. Uh, the teammates that I have there are phenomenal. With Ben Barnico and Jack Hawksworth on on the 14 car. Um, so you could be I mean, the I, Ben I Keating. Of IndyCar, where you'd like do your GTP stint and then run over and do your GTD stint and just go back and forth. All or, I'm saying, go ahead. Sorry, brother. Tell Michael that he has to put me in both cars and I can do what Colton did last year. See, I'm just, look, I don't want you to leave our guy Sully and, and my old pal, Mr. Vassar. I want you to keep doing that. But talent like yours is meant to fly in the fastest machines. And so you driving for a team that'll have two GTP cars next year, just saying like, it's kind of a natural to me, but maybe I see things uh, a little bit differently. Um, Mr. Wheeler, I think we got one or two more uh, friends here before we say farewell, maybe oh. even three, but uh, you're going to lead us the rest of the way. Uh, you're right. I am. And, uh, and Dave Moore, is up and Dave is going to ask a question as soon as Dave connects. Bernard is uh, in the bullpen, warmed up and waiting. So, Dave, welcome to the racing family and meet yourself. Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah, no, my question for Kyle was really around. I know you guys were pushed in there on the GTP. But I'm just curious, what else do you want to do? What's what's in your future that you're shooting for beyond IndyCar? Um, you know. That's a good question. Um, I want to professional I wanna, bull riding. Yeah, I was trying to think. I think it's something sarcastic to say, to be honest. But I couldn't think of anything. Um, you know, I, I actually want to do some karting. I, I haven't driven a kart in years. Um, or well, sorry, I take that back. I, I hadn't driven a kart in years, and I got back into a kart uh, earlier this year in January, actually, and, and drove with. Logan Sargent, Danny Formal, who's a ringer in karting, um, Tom Bloomquist, Neil Verhagen, and there, there's someone else there that, that I'm that I'm drawing a blank on. Um, 
and I waxed all of them. And it was my first time back in a go kart in three years. So I'm I'm trying to think of a race that I could get into that I won't get yelled at for doing like super nationals or something like that. Um, so so yeah, no no other. I mean, like major forms of motorsports, I wouldn't say I'm, I've got an eye on um, at the moment. Of course, I mean I'm I just love driving stuff, so I, I I'll drive anything that you get me to. So just so we're clear. It, as if beating Joseph Newgarden, Alex Polo, whomever wasn't enough, the thing you want to do on your free time is to crush the hopes and dreams of Carters as well. Bingo. What's wrong with you, Bingo. Kirkwood? Yes, and <laughs> I'm actually talking to Will about our little tandem decision. He he said he might run a, a race at, at the end of the year at GoPro Motorplex in Charlotte, and that's the one that I've got my eye on. Just vicious, a vicious human being. Dave, that's a great question. Thank you. It just revealed more about a guy Kirkwood. Uh, he wants to bring nothing but destruction and pain to all those around him. On the I want to see. I want to see Zillich one v one Kirkwood next thirty. No, 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 no. No, I'm not racing Connor. Uh, he, he, <laughs> he can have it. He can have it. He can have it. Uh, it would be fun, man, to not be like Supernats is cool, right? It's a big event, but I would love to see go get to go back and run. A national event, but not like at Vegas. Yeah, not feel like I'm gonna flip and hurt myself every exactly second of the like, race. like a place like GoPro that's fun, but kind of contained at the same time. Um, Correct. It would be pretty fun to go back. If you run that show, let me know. I'll uh, I'll come take pictures. Will, will you come tune on me for old time's sake? Nope, uh, but I'll bring the beer. Come on, come on. Nope, I'll bring the beer and run All security. Right. <laughs> Uh, Marshall can do all of the uh, the telemetry work. Yeah, Damn. I'll uh, I'll make you slower than you've ever been. Which I got to uh, tell you, one of the funniest posts I've seen. Um, there's a kid that works at McLaren's IndyCar program, um, the junior engineer side, former go kart kid, and he posted on his Instagram a couple weeks ago during a weekend off. He was going to Newcastle, pulling the go kart out, and it was a Five, I think about four or five kids that work over there within the same company that are all quote unquote go kart kids. Is that a lobby uh, that you're talking about? Well, Lavia was one of the mechanics. Um, and on this on this day, and the quote was, um, "David says we're good to go." Ten feet later, engine falls off cart. David was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like the most perfect thing like these guys that are so intelligent that spent so many years in karting forgot the simplest of things they set the chain but didn't tighten the butterflies <laughs> or even put them on set the set the k on the ground he took off with 10 feet engine fell over chain fell off <laughs> you just <laughs> so, uh, chris speaking of karting guys i actually have a little fun fact for you um oh man yeah, so did you? You might have already known this. Um, my Honda engineer is actually Michael Alavia, who ran in carts against me when I was younger in the in the Florida karting scene. He was with J Three Motorsports, so he he was my competition, and now he's my he's the one that's setting the power levels for me. Yeah, so I didn't know Michael was your Honda guy. I knew he worked for Honda, and then his younger brother David is on the engineering side at McLaren. Bingo. Yep. Did you see who just kind of uh, sneaky joined us here? In the Bro, final he's done one Indy car race. <laughs> An he's hour done late. one Indy car race, and he's so casually behind schedule, and Ghosting he just thinks us. he's normal. 
the winner of the race shows up on time, Lundqvist. <laughs> I know. Your monkey ass. <laughs> I know. Not so I know. Much. I apologize. I mean, there's a reason why he won the race and I didn't. You see? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's, we just we just said a bunch of nice things about you, but let's let's just everybody give our guy uh, here his flowers because uh, man, what a uh, what an amazing debut! And yeah, uh, Kyle as well was just saying like, hey. Uh, no surprise. So I know you were really bummed when we spoke uh, Sunday after the race, but you feeling a little, you know, I know you didn't want to end the thing against the wall, but you feeling a little bit better about the context of what you achieved based off of like four hours in a simulator and showing up basically, you know, almost as cold as can be. Uh, yes. And no, uh, obviously, um, or firstly, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously time um, gets it a little bit better and a little bit of distance on it. Um, and I'm very, very happy and proud of what we did. But obviously it still stings a little bit because it was an, an unnecessary mistake um, and a kind of silly one. But it happens. Um, and honestly, I'm just very, very happy that I got the opportunity to uh, to try it all over again this weekend with you know a whole weekend under my belt. So uh, a lot more experience this time. Two quick things, and then Wheeler, uh, why don't you take it? Uh, first of all, you now have photos, uh, Linus, of you as an IndyCar driver. So Damn. I know you're busy getting ready for uh, Indy Road Course this weekend, but a an avatar change here on Twitter might be in the <laughs> making because we love the image of you being crowned as lights champion. I'm just saying, son, you got photos of you being an IndyCar driver, so I might update that a little bit. <laughs> Um, can you tell folks, you shared this with me, but can you, for those who might not have, have heard, can you share with folks the rather amazing story of Simon Pagano, the person who should be driving this car full season, if not for that unfortunate component failure, no fault of his own that's taken him out of the car and has him on this hard road to uh, recovery from concussion. Can you tell folks, Linus, about you didn't reach out to him. Mike Shank told me I didn't reach out to Simon to try and see if he could help coach up Linus a little bit. Mike said he reached out on his own. Can you tell us about that? Because we already know Simon. Oh, no. Did I? I'm still here. Yeah. Can you hear no, me? We're, just, we're still yeah. here. Uh, Marshall disappeared. No. Well, I think, I, Linus, I think Marshall got most of his point across. Yeah. And it's talking about Simon reaching out to you. So, if you can share with us what that was like to experience that ahead of the uh, the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it was it was fantastic, firstly, too, because I've met Simon a couple of times before, but we never actually sat down and, and had a conversation. And uh, actually, like Marshall said, you know, it wasn't on, on my behalf or on Mike's behalf. I think it was on by himself that he wanted to reach out and, and started to, to help out. So we had almost i think it was close to a two-hour conversation on the wednesday before the weekend uh on a zoom call uh where he basically you know went through kind of all the notes that he made both from last year but also what he would do like as a rookie coming in now um with the experience that he has and kind of tips and tricks for me so uh it was it was actually really really good um and <laughs> i think i think i wrote myself like four pages of note through throughout his call just trying to remember it all and um and it was extremely helpful and obviously like during the week weekend as well like 
I texted him a little bit back and forth with, with a couple of questions that I had, whether it being, you know, um, setup wise or, or strategy for the race, et cetera, or especially pit stops, I think was the one thing that I asked him about. Um, because going into the race, uh, because final practice was canceled, we, we hadn't done a single hot pit stop. I'd never done a live pit stop, um, even in practice or anything like it. So yeah, there were a lot of <laughs> questions that, questions that I wanted to, to have answered before, before that. So, uh, Simon was a great help and I know that <laughs> even, um, my uh, my engineer Garrett, uh, he was just like, "Oh God damn, yeah, yeah." <laughs> he definitely took some time to write all of this down, so um, it was actually uh, very very nice. <laughs>